What's up, everybody? It's Tommy Runs, and this is the Run, Eat, Sleep Show, episode number 48. Today's episode was pretty special. Um, I've been following this guy for quite some time on Instagram, but mainly on YouTube. I found his videos some years ago. Uh, I think what caught my eye on the first video might have been like the scenery that he displayed in the background under the title of the thumbnail. Like it just caught me. I'm like, okay, what's this thing? You know? Um, and it was about trail running. So I wasn't even into trail running at the time. But after watching this video, I was like, yo, trails seem like they could be pretty dope. You know, uh, Billy Yang is the guest of today or today's guest. And Billy is an ultra runner. He is a storyteller. He is a video creator. Um, and somehow he managed to mash all those things together. Um, speaking of mash, mash that subscribe button right now to this channel, please. Thank you so much. Um, but he managed to mash those things together and create just art, you know, like he really brings so many levels and layers to the running community and the trail running community in particular, um, really just grasps the, the emotion and the camaraderie and the, um, just like the beauty of the outdoors, you know, um, so I'll I'll just stop rambling here. I mean, I'm definitely a fan of Billy, and I was really happy to have him on the show. This conversation started off differently than I thought it would. I think he ended up turning the tables on me here, so that was kind of fun. But uh, I answered some questions. He answered more. Um, had a good time. I actually started watching, or uh, I actually started to tighten up my YouTube uh, channel, my own, because of him. So hopefully whatever he says on here that inspired me to do that... Um, you'll be inspired by it as well. So thank you so much for tuning in. Mash that subscribe button um, on whatever podcast platform you're listening to this podcast on. Thank you so much for listening. And at the end, I'll remind you to run, eat, sleep, repeat. But just in case you don't get there, run, eat, sleep, repeat. Love you guys. Enjoy. What's up, everybody? This is Tommy Runs, and this is the Run, Eat, Sleep Show, episode number 48. Uh, today's guest, um, I became aware, or t today's guest jumped on my radar a few years back at this point um, as I stumbled across some really dope videos. I mean, they're super well narrated, visually pr practically amazing, um, epic stories, you know, in the form of YouTube videos. Um, about different ultra races around the country, different places, different people, different, different athletes. Uh, and today's guest is an ultra runner himself, a filmmaker, and a storyteller. Today we have Billy Yang, the amazing, the epic Billy Yang on the show today. Uh, Billy, thank you so much for joining us. Let me bring you on here really quick. Billy is pretty, uh, Billy practically knows everyone in the uh, in the ultra running world um, as you can see if you follow him it's at Billy Yang so um, today's gonna be a good day so we, we're gonna talk about his story we're gonna talk about filmmaking which I know nothing about so this should be fun and interesting for me to find out about um, and then just really kind of dig in a little deeper to figure out what makes the man tick what makes the man go so we can kind of see the man behind the stories because he's always telling stories about other people and other in framing different stories for uh, for places but not too often we get to talk to him directly hey billy how's it going am i on now yes you are on you're on and you are sideways at the moment i am okay hang on try this landscape instead of vertical am i still sideways yeah well the right. the, the way the um 
you know, Instagram only gives you like a square anyway, so the landscape doesn't really. All right, hang tight. There we go. I'm here still. All right, let me just adjust this a little bit. Thought this might happen. Yeah, one sec. Oh no, it's all good, bro. There we go. Oh, I was about to say, there we go. I, I jinxed it. <laughs> All right. What's going on, my guy? Nothing much, man. How are you doing? I'm excellent. I'm excellent. Where are you at in the world right now? Are you in L.A. area? Yeah, I'm in uh, I'm in a little beach town called Hermosa Beach. Okay. It's uh, like the southwest corner of L.A. Yep. And it's nice. It has a very small town vibe to it. You would think that a, a city as big and as vast as Los Angeles. Yeah. You couldn't get that, but it's a it's a very family oriented, very chill vibe here, and I, I like that a lot. Yeah, that's good. I mean, because I've seen some of the some of the videos, the ones that you do, kind of near near home, and the in the waters right there. Um, yeah. And th this is the same apartment that I think it was like a couple of years back. You did a video just about being so close to the water. Um, yeah. How like what's life like? I mean, I'm in Michigan right now, so um, <laughs> it's like the closest water I have to me. Let me think. Um, probably like bathtub, you know. Like yeah. just like I'm, I'm close to that enough to the bathtub. So like, what's it like to be, you know, that close to the water and just because we know that you're very an outdoors person. So what's mm -hmm. that like for you to live that close to the water and be able to just go out there? Bro, it's a vibe, man. It's a vibe for sure. I am about half a mile down from the beach. Yeah. So there's uh, the running's great here. You can go up and down the coast. A lot of marathon training happens around here too. Um, I think the. Anytime there's a sunset, you just go down to the water and people just kind of stand there and congregate. And that was the toughest thing about with with COVID and the shutdowns. We actually shut down the beaches for a little bit mm. and um, didn't, you know, we were kind of missing all this land and all this ability to just kind of be outdoors. So um, I'm just glad life is re resuming back to normal. I know tough, things are a little bit tougher in Michigan, I think. Yeah. Hopefully things are on their way back. But here in California, man, we went from one of the most shut down states to like now it's completely normalized people yeah. are outdoors enjoying the fresh air and so um it's a, it's a good thing yeah we were like super shut down for a while too and things were going the right direction and then not sure what happened but it definitely uh took a pivot in the in the back in the wrong direction so um you know with the vaccines and stuff like that it's starting to loosen up so hopefully we're all back to normal i mean i just did an in-person race in toledo ohio which is like an hour away um right four or five thousand people uh over three races 5k half marathon and full so that's a, you know a breath of fresh air at least you know hey tommy before we go on to whatever questions you might have, can we okay. talk about your race? Because I, I I peeped some of your like Instagram posts, yeah. and it's super impressive. Your second marathon, right, if I understand this correctly? Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. And in, I think in your profile link, you had a uh, link to your YouTube page. Yeah. And I peeped that for a second, and you had a video that you made, I want to say it was like a year or two ago. Yeah about how I'm going to qualify for Boston. Dude, that's creepy. And, I'm sorry. you know, just before you had the cool hair, you yeah. had kind of like the Kevin Hart hair going yeah, on. Sure. Yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> and you were kind of, uh, you know, it was a very raw and uh, you're very fresh face, but you had this huge ambition of qualifying for Boston, which, as you know, it's not so easy to do these days with more and more runners yeah. coming in, which is not a bad thing. Yeah. But I just want to, I just want to hear, like, from your words directly, what that was like to take off like 20 plus minutes yeah. off your PR, 
to run an incredible time. I think it was 248. 248, 43, yeah. So not just racing in person, but you did the damn thing, man. That was super impressive. Yeah, well, thank you for that intro. Um, I'll pay you after. Thanks for bringing this up. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, um, the crazy thing is I forgot all about that video that I did, actually, until right when you just said that. It was like two, almost two yeah, years ago to yeah, this date. Yeah. That's incredible. L legit. Um, yeah, it was really cool uh, to be able to do it. I mean, and I, you know, I wanted to do it last year, same race, same time. Uh, but you know the uh, the pandemic they, they ended up shutting down kind of last minute so we didn't get to race yeah. um, and then got a stress fracture later in the year last year um, so the rest like from November till like the other day it was all about this comeback trying to you know figure figure out a way to get back and get healthy and all that stuff um, and raced on Sunday and all the you know chips or whatever landed where they spoke where they're supposed to and everything went really well trained really hard prior to that obviously and then you know it was really great to be able to do it with you know with spectators too you know i mean it wasn't yeah. they didn't want it to be like crowded you know areas but they you know spectators were allowed on the course and um they didn't have people collect around like the finish line because it was inside of a stadium and they just figured you know that'd be just too many people packed into one little area at a finish line um but it was nice to have people out on the on the course because the alternative would have just been like a race with you know just the runners um, and then with nobody kind of cheering you along. So that was really cool to have family and friends out there cheering people along as well. Um, so it was it was epic. I mean, it was a great day. I still don't. It hasn't really sunk in yet. I do know that I ran at least I think 27 minutes lower than uh, than my. Or 17 minutes lower than what my marathon time would have had to be to get into Boston. So, whatever happens, I think that I'm good. That's incredible, man. I haven't actually been to Boston at all in any capacity. Oh, really? So, that's, yeah, you would think after like a decade plus in the sport, yeah. Boston would have been checked off by now, but it hasn't happened. I definitely want to make it a point to, whether it works out this fall or the next spring, to yeah. make it happen because. Um, you know, and I'm sure we'll talk about it, but when I was with uh, Des up in Oregon for her 50K, I yeah. one of the people who were there as her support crew, um, this gal, MK, she actually manages the elite uh, marathoner. She, she's oh, really? the one that, you know, works with all the athletes and oh, their okay. agents and, and gets them to the starting line. So the more they hyped up Boston, not just MK, but, um, you know, with Des talking about it, I think that's her... I don't want to put words in her mouth, but I think in terms of the majors, that's her number one. And yeah, I think, then just I think all I... the history, obviously, and um, you know, some of it tragic, but everything that goes into it is, is something that I definitely want to see in person and experience. So I'm glad you did it legitimately. Again, your second marathon, uh, going sub 250 is absolutely incredible. There was a story about you helping and working with a female runner yeah. too at that race. Can yeah. you talk a little bit about that too? Yeah, this is great. Um, yeah, so it turned out that like, you know, mile 21-ish, a lady um, kind of like went past us and because we were packed up like maybe eight of us running in a group because you know how like in these races you just kind of find people and run your pace. We went yeah. along with that. She ended up coming past us a bit and I could tell she was running strong. My intentions were to pick it up around mile 21, 22 anyway. So I just kind of went with her and we ended up running with each other pretty much the rest of the way into the race, into the finish line actually. Like the finish line photo, she's like right behind me. Um, and it was a couple of moments where it's like, you know how it is when you're running, like you don't, 
you, you know, you don't want to stop and you don't think that you will, but you could. You know, it's like one of those moments and somebody yelled out like, you're the seventh female to her, you know, mm -hmm. um, seventh place female. That was like mile 22, 23. So, and I was like, okay, well, I'm just going to run as long, as hard as I can and as long as I can and maybe I'll help her in her day. But I knew at that point, as long as I finished, I would still be Q for sure. But I was willing to just stay where we were for to kind of help. And then that just kind of got me through whatever little hump I was in too. So it just yeah. worked out where, you know, in, I just it just took the my mind off of the, the, the pain, I guess, or the discomfort of doing my own race and maybe helping her. Um, she didn't ask for it, you know. She probably didn't no, need there's, it. There's you know? a lot of strength in numbers. And, I, you know, what I love about your race, too, is that the last 5K, I, I peeped all the details. Don't worry about but, it. The man, last 5K it. of your race were your fastest. Yeah. That yeah. means you ran it right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because, like, I mean, I trained for those for those miles. That's what I kept telling myself throughout the race. Is yeah. like you didn't, you didn't train to run 1 through 16 or 20. I mean, you trained to run the last six, you know, decent and, and solid, you know, and... Um, and you didn't train. I said something earlier to somebody. You, you don't train to make the race easy. You train to make. You train for it to be tough and be able to keep going at the pace that you that you're yeah. set out to to accomplish. Well, congratulations, man. And uh, you know, I also noticed how uh, sharp the fit looked too. Yeah, from, fit, fit was tight. Yeah, you, was tight. you had the ninja head wrap. Yeah, man. Too. Yeah, and that was the first. <laughs> that was the first time I went with that look. But as soon as I did it, I'm like, this. And I tightened it up. Like, this is it right here. Yeah, that's that's, yeah. Gonna, that's. I'm gonna have to get a few different colors and keep going with that. I like that look a lot. <laughs> no, no, no I, I, I'm a big NBA fan. Yeah. So I know, like the NBA, uh, some of the NBA players were rocking the the ninja band. And so I was doing that too for a while while I was running because you know I look up to a lot yeah, of them. Yeah, yeah, I, no, I noticed Fresh that look, too. I like it. It's a little different. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I mean you don't see a lot of it, and it was just it just happened to work out, and they had the Nike swoosh on there too. So I'm like, hey, yeah, yeah. let's just go with it. Um, but yeah, so welcome to the to the Billy Yang podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, man. I'm used to that, and you know, I'm just yeah. Curious, I'm right? like I'm taking notes right now too. Um, yeah. But yeah, in talk just to talk about Boston a bit. I mean, because I, I lived in in um, New. Report Mass, which is like 45 minutes north of Boston. Um, okay. So I was, we were in the area, lived in the area when the Boston bombings occurred. Mm. We weren't down there, but we were, you know, about 40 minutes away, and we felt, you know, you could feel the uh, the vibe in the area um, when it when they were, chase, you know, trying to find these two guys. Um, and then we were also still there when the next year, when you know, the, the marathon came back, you know, yeah. and that's one of the reasons why I wanted to go to, go back to Boston to qualify to go because I just I just know how much that marathon means to the city, how much the history of that, um, how yeah. Boston Strong came about, you know, and it would just be you know dope to be able to go back and spend some time, you know, running in that same race where so many great and bad things happened, you know? Um, and then also um, the fact that, you know, and Dez, like, I, I watched, I was watching live when she won that year, 2018, and yeah. that she won that before I just decided I wanted to go, and I'm like, you know, she was part of the reason why I was like, oh, this is, that's dope. Let me, let me try to qualify for Boston, because it just brought everything back, because I had started running right around then, you know? Yeah, so. two, two of my favorite Boston memories, because I watch it all the time live if I can. Um, the only year that I couldn't watch it was the bombing year, mm. and that was because I was actually, I remember I was in a film program, Oh wow! and I started, my phone started going off, and then I saw that yeah, there were 
Yeah, you know, no one really knew exactly except for yeah. a bomb going off near the finish line. And then I, I remember like going to my professor going, I got to leave. I got to yeah. like, check up on my friends. I know a bunch of people there. Yeah. But yeah, um, two of my favorite, not even Boston memories, but just running memories were from Boston. The year that Des won it, 2018. Yep. And when Meb won it the following year, um, yep. it was just like you couldn't script that any better. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Having an American... Uh, especially an immigrant who, you know, I connect with because I'm an immigrant. I came to this country when I was six years old. So Meb's story has always resonated with me mm -hmm. as not being a, uh, a born, you know, a typical, like, you know, born in the States uh, type American, but mm -hmm. he was an immigrant. And so his, you know, just his story and then his brother Howie's story. I don't know if you know his yeah. brother. Who's not an agent. Him, but yeah. You know, just everything that they were able to overcome from, um, from their journey here and then, uh, you know, with him as a runner and how long and how successful he was is just uh, an incredible story. And then to bring it all home at to win Boston, I mean, that's yeah, like yeah. that's the mentor legacy forever yeah. and ever. Yep, exactly. I mean, because it's such a tough. I mean, it's it's a tough race, you know, and it's a tough race to win, especially for Americans, because um, it just doesn't seem to happen very often. Um, yeah. And. As we've I mean, talking about Meb, you know, being an immigrant coming to this country, and you, you know, moved here when you were six. I mean, can you tell me a little bit more about? Like, can we dig a little deeper into like your backstory? And you know, did you, when you first got, when you first came over, were you in LA? And how yep. did LA help you grow to be yeah, the guy I, we're looking um, at? I mean, basically, uh, it's a it's a story that probably a lot of uh, Asian immigrants, in particular, could probably relate to. Our parents basically sacrificed everything to come here. Yeah. Um, and then I, you know, they, I think we lived fairly well, if memory serves correct. And my dad just, um, you know, they wanted a better life for us. So mm -hmm. they packed everything up and came here when I was six years old. Didn't know a lick of English. We lived in a very crappy part of Los Angeles in um, like two studio apartments. I remember they were directly across the street, uh, across the way from one another in yeah. the hallway. And, you know, we had rats and we had, it was just a trashy area. It's gotten a lot better. But back then, it was like, basically, in one studio apartment was our kitchen and a room that I shared with my older brother. And then in the other studio apartment was a bedroom that my parents and my little sisters slept in. So, okay. you know, it was just, it, it was a tough upbringing, not knowing the language and then being poor. But my father worked his butt off and he you know we had a liquor store in los angeles and he basically just rolled up his sleeves and got to work and provided better life for us yeah so i'm super appreciative of that i always think about like what my life would have looked like if i stayed in korea i mean it's just one of those sliding doors yeah. moments. Who, who the heck knows but yeah to uh you know come to this country and you see that american flag behind yeah. me it's just like all the opportunities that I have, including what I do right now, is all because of some of the freedoms that we have where, you know, if you just put your head down and work your butt off, like anything's achievable in this country. And so that's kind of the same approach I took to my running. That's the same approach I took to my filmmaking. It's like, you know, I'm not naturally good at any one of these things, but it was it was just kind of instilled in me early that if you work hard, if you kind of have like that blue collar mentality, yeah. that anything's achievable. So. You know, that's kind of like the fast track version of my story, but that's you know, that's my mentality. Like I'm I'm not like you. I can't I can't just bang out a two forty eight in my second marathon. I think <laughs> it took me a while to even crack four hours for the longest time, but you know, it's just something I'm passionate about and I love and you know, I will try to get the best of my ability mm -hmm. 
um, and however that may look like, if that means Boston or if that means, uh, you know, placing really well at a hundred mile race. But um, yeah, it's, it's certainly not a natural thing for me to be at distance running. You know, I don't have like Kenyan proportions or anything like that. So when did, yeah, none of us do. (laughs) Um, So when did, uh, when did running become, when did you get introduced to running, you know, for fun? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, it was basically back in, I was, I don't know, this is probably like a decade ago. Yeah. Um, I was a smoker for a while for like 12 years and, Mm -hmm. um, you know, I was always trying to find a way to quit and lead a healthier lifestyle. And then some, Uh, Some events happened in my life, and I just really decided to look inside myself and and find a a more purposeful life. And and I didn't really realize what was happening. You know, initially it was to become a police officer, Mm -hmm. Um, and that's a whole long story in of itself. But, um, you know, I went pretty far in the process, but I never made it. But to become a police officer, I had to give up cigarettes. You know, there's I saw all these photos of the academy and everyone kind of looking in shape and so mm-hmm. I knew that I just had to give that up so I kicked that um, you know went to become an LAPD police officer didn't make it but then a friend of mine suggested we run a half marathon this is a gym buddy of mine yeah yeah I was like all right that sounds crazy enough I mean <laughs> crazy enough yeah you know, I just needed a goal or something but I remember as scared as I was one of the things that this is going to sound super superficial but I remember like looking at photos of past year's finishers and some of them I'm like all right well like that I could <laughs> yeah you know, I, I should be able to finish it right I should have done that in the beginning that'll help <laughs> yeah um it was like all these dumb reasons like that but I remember doing it and you know I got the whole runner's high and everything in yeah. the last 5k of the race and then I said I gotta keep this train rolling yeah so I signed up for the LA marathon like a month after that what year what, just, what year was the half uh, this is like 2007, okay. early 2007. So, um, yeah, I basically, you know, went all in on the sport. And then about a year after that is when I found trail running. And then trail running is just like a whole different animal. Yeah. But I, you know, I've, I've been kind of used to just like city life and urban life. And then I just, yeah. I had no idea there were all these beautiful trails right in my backyard. Yeah. So when I discovered that, I was just, I was hooked. Yeah. And I thought, you know, I, I definitely felt like I found my people once I discovered trail running. Yeah, that's probably why you haven't been to Boston. I mean, there's not a bunch of trails, like, in downtown Boston, <laughs> for sure. Um, so, like, so, okay, so it, it seemed to be pretty quick, like, the, the trans, you know, the you finding trails pretty quick. And I think, you know, trails is a real big part of L.A. culture. Um, what's, like, the L.A. trail, like, culture look like back in, you know, 2007 and eight? Yeah, it was a very social thing. Um, yeah. I saw in the comments somebody mentioned Jimmy Dean Freeman. Yeah, he had a running group called the Coyotes, and they were instrumental in my wanting to uh, pursue this trail running thing too. Yeah. Um, you know, it's just a, it's such a contrast to city life. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And it's kind of crazy sometimes how alone you can feel on the trails in the city of millions and millions of people. Yeah, that's crazy. So it. You know, a lot of it is just to be alone with yourself and your thoughts and away from the city noise. Yep. But there was definitely a social component to it, too. And I think that was about as equal a draw as the aesthetics. Mm-hmm. Is, you know, when I started going to this trail race, it started 
it felt different than a road race. You know, after a road race, you get your medal, you get your banana, and then you walk through the crowd and you go home. Yeah, yeah. In a trail race, people are cooking up chili over <laughs> yeah. here. Some people are uh, drinking some beer over there. Yeah. And people are just kind of hanging out and exchanging war stories. Yeah. And that was so much of the appeal to me, especially back then when it was a lot more... had a very, like, uh, just a very, I don't know, like, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Just a very mellow vibe. Yeah. And, um, you know, and then... You, you become friends with these people, and then one person in a group thread is like, I signed up for this race. All right, yeah. that sounds like a good idea. I think I'll jump in too. And then it just naturally found the ultra running scene because yeah. they kind of go hand in hand. That's You're always looking to right. pro- uh, progress just like I did with the half marathon to the marathon. Yep. So when I found out about ultra running, I was like, oh my God, there's this whole other world within this world Yeah. that's that's even crazier. Yeah, I've, I... I Early into, like, my running, like, not career, but, like, I started in 2018, and then January 2019, I ran a 25K um, trail race, and it was, like, a single track, but it was in Michigan in January, so you could, you you guess it was cold. Um, I had a really great time, that whole vibe about, you know, people, you know, cooking chili, like chili cook-offs, yeah. stuff like that, you know, like at the aid station, they'd have like Coca-Cola, you know, and like and Oreos, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah. It was so much different, but at the same time, like, I think that if I was maybe in like LA weather, I would have probably had a better chance of like sticking to it, because I'm like, yeah, I don't know about all this, like, you know, trail right in the middle of the woods, freezing cold, yeah. like, I'm, I'm, I'm okay. But you came into it, you're still a new runner. Yeah, very, you very know? much so, yeah. There's still a lot for you to do, and, and you haven't been to Boston yet. Yeah. Um, you know, you, you did it really fast, <laughs> whereas I don't think it was ever in the cards for me. But, um, you know, I think there's, we'd love to have you. Hey, well, yeah. All right, man. But uh, you still have a lot to do. It sounds like in the road I've, running scene. I've Not got, that they have to be mutually exclusive by any means. I've got some. I've got some ultra um, trail shoes too. So don't you know? Don't test me. I'll come out there. <laughs> no, they're, yeah, they're so not. They're not up there. I but, see you're a bit of a sneakerhead. Yeah, I ended up. Yeah, I mean, I like I like sneakers, uh, and it just worked out. And. I was looking for a race shoe for this race. Like I had other, I had some vapor flies from like the last times I ran, but they were dead because I put so many miles on them. Um, and then like a month before this race, I was didn't have shoes. Like I didn't have a, a race shoe. So like I'm, I'm like going crazy trying to find a shoe and um, you know I tried a bunch of different brands and that's why like they're you know, everything on the top is like has a plate in it of some sort right, um, but then I, f- I finally found my old I went back to the old trusty dusty and ran uh, not dusty at all but uh, the the Nike Vaporfly so I just went went yeah. back with that but yeah so I have a bunch of shoes and a bunch of stuff on the floor here. Um, Are you also a sneaker guy like outside of running or n- is it no no I, I think I used to be when I was younger when like I thought that was like the thing I needed to do um and then I lost all feeling for that and then all of a sudden now that I'm running again I'm like I really like having multiple shoes to try like at first I was like I had maybe four or five to like rotate and then then another shoe comes out and you have a couple bucks you're like sure I'll I'll buy that too you know and then now you have a whole rack of shoes Um, dude nobody does it better than Nike from a design standpoint certainly I design and function I I've tried other shoes too but especially when it comes to road running shoes yeah like do you like do you like the vaporfly next percent 
Yeah, I. Uh, you're talking about the. Are those different from it's, the alpha flies? Alpha flies are the the ones after like these, like these, right. the ones that are. Um, yeah, I tried the vapor flies. They're, vapor flies. They're nice. Yeah. So the eight, the and that's not a sales pitch, but the Asics w ones that just came out, uh, the mm -hmm. Meta Meta Speed Sky, very very close, like very close to the to the vapor fly. So, Let me ask you something, Tommy. Why don't you have your own YouTube channel or, or a more of a robust content on, yeah. the, on that side? Because I feel like you'd be a natural shoe reviewer, Dude, you know, like creating content about your Boston journey. Because I think I got discouraged. Well, no, okay, let's be real. I got discouraged because when, around the time when I, when I made those videos, I was finding, like, your videos. And I was like, <laughs> no way. This guy is way better than me. Bro, bro, <laughs> go back to my earlier stuff. Go back to my earlier There's some stuff that you can't really find unless you know exactly what to look for that's not on my page. Yeah. But it's just, it's just like running. You start from somewhere, right? Yeah, you yeah, start yeah. from a point where, like, when I started running, I thought you couldn't do more than two miles in a row. Or if you did, you were a total stud. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I told the story before in other podcasts, but the first time I ran two miles on a treadmill straight, yeah. I thought I was a shit. Like, I stepped back off the treadmill <laughs> hoping people would walk by to see what I just did. Like in clap. Like you're like, guys, you right. see this number on here? Yeah. <laughs> and now I'm doing, you know, 50Ks and 50 miles and 100 miles because that sounds like a good time. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I think that, um, I don't know. I, I think I, maybe, I, maybe I should um, try it out. I think it would be fun. It, you know, I don't know. We'll see. But we'll just see. like seeing that juxtaposition from you two years ago. Yeah, yeah. If nothing else is... It's good to look back on. It's yeah. fun to look back on. Like, yeah, this yeah. is the arc of my journey. This is who I was. And, you know, I was a little green. Yeah. But you, you did the thing, man. I think... Two years, almost two years to the date. And that's that's a cool arc. Yeah, I think I should... I sh I'll make a... Yeah, I'll make a follow-up. Because of you, I'll make a follow-up video to that one yeah, video that you saw. Don't, don't sweat the quality. Like, that's going to come. I yeah, think it's yeah. just more about documenting and capturing your story that okay. I think would be super interesting and, and your perspective especially as a black content creator in the endurance running space yeah, like yeah. you need more of that stuff absolutely absolutely I mean just in uh, in general like there's not enough um you know black folks just out on the start lines you know um and I, I would assume that it's even less you know on in the ultra world yeah I mean it's kind of a dirty thing yeah. running yeah you know it's not the cool thing it's not ball sports yeah true true but like, I think there are ways to make it exciting. You yeah. know, hopefully I'm doing that for the ultra space, and I think you could be that too. Like you, you know, like I was telling you about your fit on on race day. Like that looked cool. Yeah, yeah. From the right. shoes to the headband, um, there's a way to make this attractive to people who might not otherwise be exposed to it. And YouTube's a great starting point for that. All right, man. Well, because of you, we're we're, we're gonna we'll do it. I'll do it. And if you have any camera questions whatsoever, like. If I'm not asking. Very I'm not low asking. Minimum entry point. Okay. Okay. There we go. I'm about to say I'm not asking you for for camera wreck because we know for sure your cameras are like top of the line for sure. Yeah, but again, yeah, like yeah. it was a whole gradual like yeah, for sure. up to that moment process. You know? Um, and then but you said like so let's 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 get back to Billy. Uh, so we yeah. got so two miles on the treadmill, you walk off, <laughs> grand slam home run. <laughs> you're like you're waiting for the people to cheer. Um, when. Did you sign up for your first 50K? It actually wasn't that long after I got into trail running. Mm -hmm. um, I think that was like, I just wanted that thing that was approachable, that wasn't too beyond a marathon. Because at that point, I had done 
a handful of marathons. So the marathon yeah. distance in of itself wasn't that scary. Right, okay. okay. But something about a 50K where it was like, okay, well, this is technically an ultra marathon. Yeah. Anything above a marathon distance. And it seemed doable. And I had a bunch of my friends doing it. So I was like, all right, I'm easily yeah. peer pressured into stuff like this. That's how I started smoking to begin with. So. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> This this would be an influence in a more positive direction, although like ultra running in of itself, it's not necessarily the most healthy thing, <laughs> arguably. Um, so I think it was like 2008 or 2009 when I did my first yeah. ultra marathon, which would be uh, you know a couple of years after I started running marathons, and it it was hard. It yeah. was totally hard because there was a whole lot of elevation involved, a lot of climbing, um, you know, just not knowing exactly what I was doing. But I, I think. As human beings, we're always looking for that next challenge, right? Right, right, for sure. Even if you master something and you just do that over and over again, it's not kind fun. Kind of boring, yeah. That there has to be that curve, that learning curve, and and that's what makes life so interesting and fun. So, yeah, everything. Uh, you know, I think once I got into it, I was totally immersed. Back then, it was less YouTube content; it was more like blogs. Yeah. So I was absorbing a lot of that, mm-hmm. reading up on what people are doing, uh, trial and error with different equipment. Yeah. And uh, it was fun. I, I, you know, I still feel like I'm a student at, at the distance because it's so there's so many variables that go into yeah. it that you don't experience in a marathon. Right. You could have stomach issues. You could have uh, hypothermia. You could uh, you could suffer from heat exhaustion, mm. nutrition. All the stuff is still you. You constantly remain a student of the sport. So that is definitely appealed. Yeah, you know, yeah. For me personally, yeah. Then and in a marathon, you don't have to worry about like rocks and tree roots and limbs and no. <laughs> all that, you know. Um, so so like so basically, from that point, you just kind of you know either did fifty k's and went and then fifty mile was soon after, or like when did mm. like that come in? Because I mean that's a that's a jump. Yeah, it took about a couple of years after the fifty k. Okay, and it certainly was a jump, and it was certainly scary. <laughs> yeah, um, I met. My really good friend there, Sally McRae, though, this was, like, down at the PCT50. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, I think, like anything else, it was just, it was a scary proposition, but yeah. I had the support of my friends. Yeah. Again, the people in the sport are freaking amazing. Yeah. And what's crazy about the sport is that they will jump in at any point. Like, if you're running a 100-miler and you say to one of your buddies, hey, I need a pacer, for for the second half of the race, yeah. some people just jump in and do like the whole 50. Wow. You know? wow. And it's just, it, it's a lot of it is just about the friendships yeah. and spending time with one another. And yeah, you definitely have that in road running too, but it's just a little yeah. bit different in yeah. the trail thing. Is, I mean, There's it, a lot more, it breeds a lot more empathy because yeah. there's a lot more suffering or more time to suffer. And like no one cares about race or income or anything like that. You're yeah. just out there suffering and hopefully having some fun in between the, the suffering. But it's just a lot of like, hey, let's we're all kind of like moving in the same direction. And it's hard for every one of us. And, and uh, yeah, it's just there's there's something about it. It's just you can't really replicate in the road running scene. Yeah, no, I could, I could see that. I mean, because like... I guess someone around like my speed, like on a uh, in a marathon, is nowhere near elite, um, and you know definitely not in the back of the pack. And I would feel like 
um, someone like in comparison to like the ultra running world, someone at my pace would you know, obviously be slower than than I am on the road, but on the trail. And I feel like there's just more time. Obviously, it's hard. It's a lot of suffering. But when you're out there for you know a longer period of time at a nice steady pace, it's real conversational. I would assume. Yeah. Um, then I just feel like that just breeds. It's, it's a ground for just stronger you know relationships yeah because um, i think w- with road running too you're usually running with people at similar pace yeah and on trails it's um we, the pace kind of goes out the window no one's obsessing over am right, i running right, right, right. eight minute pace or a yeah, minute pace it just yeah, kind of goes out the window because so you're just out there more apt to more inclined to run with somebody maybe slower than them and not necessarily care Right. Okay. Yeah, that makes that makes sense. Yeah, because that doesn't. I mean, that doesn't happen. I mean, you have you know you have corrals with 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 uh, pace groups. You know, in in a marathon. But yeah. when, and when you guys line up at like, you know, a, a fifty mile race, you just get in there. The fast people are right up front, obviously, because they want to get out. But the rest of everybody's just there. Let's go. Let's get mm-hmm. this thing going. Um, so when did like the when did the camera make its way? <laughs> To the, to the trail. I mean, you had to be pretty comfortable, you know. So when the camera come into this? Yeah. So, uh, um, yeah, the whole running story. I can't. I can't really tell it without talking about this. I, you know, I lost my dad kind of rather suddenly, and it was a big impetus in why I got started in endurance sports. Because, like I said, I had this whole different lifestyle that was very counter to a healthy one that we're all leading now. Mm-hmm. But back then. I lost my dad and then I was, you know, we, we didn't really have social media. It was more like message boards. And mm-hmm. I was just on the runner's world message boards all the time back then, okay. trying to find my people in my community. And we had one. There was this guy who posted a, a trailer for a documentary he was working on. It was about him training to run his first ultra marathon. Mm-hmm. No, no, marathon, sorry. Yeah. Um, and it was, he was a film composer named Cody. And he put the trailer on. It was because he lost his dad to brain cancer. Hmm. And so I saw it. I was really touched. And I reached out to him. I said, hey, dark the trailer. It looks like an awesome film. And then we started talking. And it turns out like he lived just a few blocks away from me. Oh, wow. So it was crazy, yeah. And then we met up for a run. And then we went back. And he showed me kind of like a rough cut of the film. Yeah. And then not even like really planning it, I was kind of over his shoulder going like, well, what if we move that story up here and, right, maybe, uh, right. you know, like excluded that or, hey, that soundbite of this, like maybe. So I just, I had, I guess, some knack for storytelling and helped him put the film together. And then we started a film production company. Oh. I had no idea what I was doing. Was <laughs> yeah. The behind the scenes guy, he was the camera guy. Yeah. And that lasted about a year and a half. And then we went our separate ways. And this is where I mentioned that I was part of a film program. Mm-hmm. And it was a film program usually dedicated to people who wanted to get into the Hollywood industry. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I, But I was like, I had no interest in being a Hollywood guy. Right. You know, working as a camera person for a <laughs> big budget film. Because writing was so important to me. I didn't want to have these 16, 18 hour days and my mm-hmm. running get affected by it. So I wanted to do my own thing. I always had it in mind. So I, t- yeah, I told the program director, I just want to, I just want to learn a little bit of this, a little bit of that, a yeah. little bit of this, and start my own thing. So did that, um, launched it, and then you know I started creating content around again, just going back to, I don't know, like me being the end consumer, right? Like mm-hmm. what are we missing? What are we? 
what's the content that we're missing? And there was a lot of ultra content that we didn't really have back then. We had yeah. films like Unbreakable. I don't know if you've heard about this. It's a Western States film back in 2010. But outside of that, there wasn't a whole lot of content that I would want to see that would get me excited about being a part of the sport. Right, right. And so that was always my instinct. And I just kind of started doing that as a hobby. And then that started to gain some traction. And... And I just, I got hooked on it and I saw the feedback and I just created more and more. And then next thing you know, a company says, Hey, we saw this content. Do you want to make this for us? Oh, wow. And slowly but surely it became a job. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, when, I mean, I think you do a really great job um, at, you know, capturing like the essence of ultra running and mm -hmm. not to like, like you said, not to the extent of like, how fast someone is going and it seems to be you 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 kind of speak for the community as a whole to say you know this is more about the people that are here that are lining up with us and i mean you just really i mean obviously and you also catch obviously these these great you know these great scenes uh and scenery out there and you really can feel like i've never you know done any of these races and been on the mountains and all that stuff but when you're watching your videos, you do a great job at just like kind of weaving your way through it as maybe someone would if they were there, you know. And it's not right. like a you're not covering like this guy, you know, in particular. It's like you're covering like the race and the area and the vibe, you know. Well, and and the the person's story, more most importantly. Yeah, right. I think that's that context really matters, and that's why I get frustrated sometimes at some of the the running events that I see. Because you, you're not really connected to the runner because you don't know their story and you right. don't know their journey. Right. With you, for instance, if if I didn't have the context of you going on YouTube mm -hmm. and putting that video two years ago saying, I want to run the Boston Marathon, mm -hmm. and you look completely different, like I mentioned, <laughs> yeah. um, but it's just like, without that context, I wouldn't be as stoked for what you just accomplished. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's yeah. just... It, when you know someone's story, again, it breeds empathy, and, and you you have a lot more context to the journey that they were on, yeah. to all the runs that you put in, all the effort. I saw the incremental progress to uh, even on some of the Strava splits that you shared. Yeah, really smooth, like nice little arc, and then you know the taper, and then you, you ran the marathon. There's a there's a lot of story packed into those miles that you yeah, don't yeah. Really see. Yeah, and uh, you know it's when you reveal that story and you reveal that context and you show the struggle, the ups and the downs. That's when you're like at the finish line. That's when it makes it worth it, right? Because right. you have all of that, that that full spectrum of their story in mind, and um, yeah, and yeah. So th that's that's what I'm here to try to share a little bit more of. So you know, one of my most popular films is about my own race, and I'm a middle was, of the packer. Like I'm not anything special athletically. What's so I'm not like Jim Walmsley trying to, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, crush the Western States course record or come anywhere close to that. Yeah. But I'm just trying to maximize my potential. And I think yeah. that is something that anyone can relate to, whether you're at the front of the pack or the back of the pack or the middle of the pack. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's uh, super dope. And, I mean, you, uh, like I said, you just do a great job at that. Um, I appreciate it, brother. Thank and, you. Yeah, and because, like, I've watched your videos and be like, dude, I'm, I I I would do that maybe you know I probably wouldn't yeah. right now but at the same time it's like you make it look like inviting and I you know I'm, I can't obviously speak for the the ultra running world but 
I mean, it's almost like the, that community, um, if it's open to more people coming and more people um, participating, they should say thanks to people like you that are doing these videos that show the reason why you'd come. Not because, yeah. you know, I mean, obviously, if you want to go torture yourself for 50 miles, come on out. But at the same time, you're showing something that somebody that may be, may be afraid of the 50K distance can see, like, Oh, I get to experience this too, though. In this 50k, I'll, mm -hmm. I'll try it out. And you, it, yeah. you know, it's just a different way of looking at it. And like, you yeah, and I try not to sugarcoat it either because yeah. I, I do think it's important to be real and not show the polished Instagram version of how awesome trail running is. Yeah. And it is awesome. There's, it takes you to some of the most beautiful places in the world. At the same time, you know, you got to work for it. There, the mountains are there. The mountains are uncaring or indifferent to your pain and your suffering. Yeah. Um, they're just kind of there, and it's it's on you to work to be able to scale that mountain. And, and so, you know, hopefully I'm sharing the good and the bad and then showing the full spectrum yeah. of, of what it's like to go on an ultra journey, whether it's a 50K or 100 miles. But, um, you know, my favorite feedback is when somebody says, hey, I saw this piece of content or I saw that piece of content, and it made me want to try it. And now yeah. I'm a runner, right? Like, right. I, I like I, I can't. It, it blows my mind when people tell me that. Honestly, like I'm, I'm rendered speechless, and it's pretty awesome to, to change the arc of someone's journey to a more positive one and a healthier one. And yeah. a lot of people did that for me too. Like I mentioned, um, you know, whether it was just a random friend that I met on a message board, to um, Dean Carnass's ultra marathon man, whose book I read that really revealed some of the behind the scenes of what's involved in the sport. Um, just a whole a lot of people influenced my journey, and I want to be that for other people as well. Oh, it seems like you are, because in the comments here, I, I'm going to tear this name up. Lang Streckenlotch said that, Billy, you are one of the reasons why I want to run Western State someday, and this means something because I'm only six weeks out from my first 50K. You know, and you and know what? If you, if you document it, that could be somebody saying that about Boston for you. Just as an example, I like it. I'm not trying to make this... I'm going to do it. I'm, I'm going to do it. I'm trying to pressure sure. you, but, I, but you know what I mean? That, like, that's, the, that's the power and the influence of story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, I think the potential is right for you to influence other people and, and, you know, just especially get more color and diversity in the sport yeah. because it's, yeah. not, it's not really out there. There isn't, outside of East Africans, there really isn't anybody that looks at yourself and does it with so much swag and, you know, like, yeah. makes it look cool. Yeah, yeah. I appreciate that. The swag part. The swag part. Yeah. That's, that's the what I held on to, all that stuff you just said. Um, so, so, so you, you're, I know you probably don't really count, you know, I know you don't really care, but you have 100, 103,000 sub, uh, subscribers on YouTube, um, and I'm sure that they all, I'm sure you know what their favorite video is because of the likes and the, and the, and the views. What is your favorite video that you've done? Uh, you're going to go there? Yeah, man. You're going to go there? I have to know because, like, because, okay, one of my favorite moments of, of watching your videos is the uh, moment when you start the video off jumping off the bridge and then you drop, and you drop the camera. <laughs> like, that is ep that's epic to me for so many reasons because when I started my running journey, I um, I had I was sober for a year by then, uh, went vegan um, a month or so before I started running, 
And then oh, I didn't know this about you. And then I and then I found Rich Roll. Yeah. And then found you through that, and then I saw the video, and then Rich Roll is the one that saves the camera. You know, so like it yeah. was like, oh, this is great. You know. No, Rich Roll's the man. He's uh, he's about as he's just as you would imagine him to be in person. Yeah. Um, I mean, talk about a guy who's influencing lives. Yes. Uh, Rich Roll has done that in by the thousands. Yeah. By if not like tens or hundreds of thousands. So yeah. it's really important to have guys like him out there. Um, yeah, I mean that was like all all credit to Rich Roll and, and you know there were other amazing people that I met on that trip. Uh, I, I can't. I was like, what am I doing here? <laughs> what's going? Like, what's Honestly, going on? <laughs> yeah, I see Knox Robinson, I see Rich Roll, I see Timothy Olsen, and then there's me. You're like, All right. you're like, I guess, I mean, like you got invited, yeah. you got invited too, so you belong, you belong. So now you got to do something with it. No, dude, yeah, like you talk about the numbers and you talk about uh, people recognizing you. It's not, it's not anything I'll, I'll ever get used to. It's weird. Yeah, it could be weird. You right? know, it's, it's just like I'm just me pulled up in my little apartment in Hermosa Beach, creating content, putting it out there. Yeah, and you're just you're just releasing it. Yeah, you yeah. don't know who is touching. Yeah, and who is reaching. So, you know, I'm sure Rich knows it by now too because he has metrics and the oh number of God. books he sells and yeah. and how many downloads and whatnot. And and you can get some semblance of that, but it's when people actually come up to you in person and tell you how much they were impacted by this or that. That's that's the real shit. That's when you're like, oh my God, really? Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> So yeah, you're not getting out of this. Which one's your okay? Which one's your favorite video? Let's just throw one out there. Maybe you don't okay. really know which one the favorite one is, but. Well, okay. So I, uh, I don't even know. Okay, so I'm gonna go a little. Yeah, I'll go less obvious. Okay. I, I did a. One of my clients, uh, consistent clients, is Strava. Mm-hmm. And I am really good friends with one of the marketing people there, Larissa, and she's she's one of my biggest allies and fans. So uh, you know, much love to Larissa. And she she proposed this project that Strava is doing, where they wanted to find three first-time marathoners, mm. and they wanted to center it all around New York City Marathon. Mm -hmm. And it's called Becoming a Marathoner. It's on it's actually on Strava's page on mm -hmm. YouTube, and I. Because of my relationship with them and my past relationship with them, I got to be involved in the selection process. I got to be involved in who we selected out of the thousands of people that we had come through. Mm. And then I got to document it. And I got to run it for the very first time. Oh. oh Have you done New awesome. York? No, no. Bro, like, if, if Boston's here, you got to put New York City right there. Like right there? It okay. is amazing and it okay. was uh 2019 so this was like just a couple months before the pandemic oh right perfect timing so you know i don't know hopefully we'll get back to that degree of fandom and and crowd yeah. support because there are literally millions of people out there yeah and there was never a moment where you felt like you were by yourself or there weren't crowds That's wild it was it was insane that's wild and so to be able to participate in that yeah. Like, I would have done it for free, but I got paid for it. I got to share the wonderful story of Matthew. Of um, you know, Matthew is somebody who was, I think, almost 300 pounds. And uh, you know, he also lost his dad, and he became, he took on this journey of becoming a healthier, slimmer person. He finished mm -hmm. that marathon. Um, this girl, Monique, whose mom was a huge influence on her, who was a runner, but she 
uh, got ALS mm. and could no longer run. Yeah. And then uh, Kylie, who lives here in LA, who went through some personal crisis too. So, yeah, just the all of that, and you know, I just rewatched it about a month ago, almost as a fan. Yeah. And just still like enjoy it, and like I said, it's just you know, three first-time runners, nothing exceptional about their times necessarily, but it was just you know when you have the the journey that all three of them went through to run their first marathon and have that first marathon be New York City. Right. Was awesome. Well, that's that's dope. I'm, gonna, I'm definitely going to check that out as soon as we get off of here to go over to Strava's yeah. page. It's called it's Becoming a Marathoner, Becoming a Marathoner on Strava's YouTube on Strava. page. Strava, for sure, for sure. Um, and so, like, we'll, we'll get some of these comments really quick. Uh, I like this one the best. Uh, Brian Walski says, I really enjoy your work, Billy. Uh, how about a window seat Detroit? <laughs> window seat Detroit. Window, so, window, window seat, seat Detroit. is... Um, just like my personal content of yep. me traveling and, and seeing the world. I actually did one when I took like a 3,000 mile road trip through Arizona, I think Arizona, Colorado, and, uh, and Utah last fall, which was, which was awesome. Like I just kind of camped along and, and, um, and edited on the road, which was, which was really cool. Yeah, Detroit's up there. I don't know. Like maybe you could do a pitch on Detroit, Michigan. Is that where you're from? Yeah, yeah. I'm just outside of Detroit. Um, I'm a fan it, of the pizza, the yeah. Detroit style pizza. I yeah. became a fan of that. Yeah, man. Come on out. It's great. Um, See, I'm a come, big food guy. Come I'm in the summer. Food guy, so the first way to entice me to go Bro. anywhere is lure me with the food. Man, there's so many different cultures in this area. So like, if you mm-hmm. just pick a culture and that we have that we have their authentic food too. Like, it's not like I'm not gonna take you to like a Mexican restaurant and pull up to like you know Qdoba or anything like that. No shade to Qdoba, but you know we have a Mexican village here. It's amazing, bro. Amazing. Okay. But um, yeah. So yeah, definitely. Yeah, come in the summer if you come. Summer. Do not come anywhere between you know pretty much September to like <laughs> April. Just don't even do it. Cause it's snow. Have you wrote Detroit Coney Dogs? What are those? Oh, Coney Dog. Yeah, Coney Dogs is like Detroit Coney. That's pretty much the food, uh, the staple food. So it's just it's a it's a hot dog with chili chili cheese on it, um, mm. and there's they're called Coney Islands, even though you know Coney Island is in New York, but they're called Coney Islands. They're all over the place, and they all have their different version of the same hot. Coney dog, um, and they're pretty epic. I don't eat them anymore, but when I did, you it's two or three at the least. You have to just go after it. Okay. You have to. Done and done. Yeah. So if you come, I'll take. We'll take you to a Coney place for sure, and yeah. um, some some good scenes to run in. And but definitely come in the summer, bro. You really don't. But here's want to the thing. Weather. Um, one of the things I one of the YouTube content that I, I just keep talking about, and I need to just create is a merging of travel and food and running all into one video that's something that i want to create down the road so if there's a detroit version where we eat at your um your favorite detroit place and we run in your favorite detroit path wherever that may be like that that's like my two loves and you know merging it into youtube content that's the dream right there just you can do the test here. This could be the first place. I'll be. I have. I have shoes that I can run in, you know. And we'll just we'll get out there and do it. And I like food yeah. too. 
Oh, it doesn't even have to be on trails. It's just like yeah. whatever the most iconic oh, yeah. path is. It could be a, a pay path. It could be trails. Yeah, we yeah we got all type of people. There's people in the comments say we can run at the metro parks. There's a bunch of different metro parks in the area that have these you know great trails. Like my last uh, long run, it was a um, there's a place called Kingsington Metro Park, and yeah. it's an eight mile. Tra uh, trail, a paved trail around the lake, and it's re it's really great to run around. Um, I had to do it, you know, loop it twice, but it's really awesome. And there's a bunch of different places like that, and we have a lot of those like rail trails where there used to be, um, you know, railroad tracks, and they rip them up, and then they just do these long trails that, that go through different cities, um, and those are epic. And you know, some of them are paved, some of them are you know gravel or dirt. Uh, it's been it's pretty dope. So if you come, there's definitely be places to run for sure. Um, and somebody did ask a, ask a really good question a little bit earlier. What would be the one advice you'd give to people trying to film their journey to a race? Oh God, I assume is this a technical question or is well, this I a... think I read it like because even for for this journey of me starting my training in February 1st till like the other day I yeah. had this this thought to like document that um but it just the thought of doing something that like a project that big and over that stretch of time training for it and the journey getting there just seems so crazy and it just like deterred me from doing the whole thing but maybe yeah. I'm not sure if that's what he's asking but what of that like what do you think yeah well, if he or she is talking about yeah the one of the questions I hate getting the most is the gear question yeah what's the best camera for this what's the best camera for that honestly it's just you have your you have your smartphone mm -hmm. and that can shoot video and that's a good place to start and I just try to tell people or encourage people like if that's what it takes just do it yeah. just get started get started wherever you are in that moment just get started there and then um, secondly I would say that just be authentic. Don't try to be this fake YouTuber like, hey, you guys, what's going mm -hmm. on? It's your boy or your girl <laughs> da -da -da, coming to you live from. It's just, is there a, you know, just, is, yeah, create your own voice, find your own voice, and, and be real. Is there and a, I think that'll come through more than you trying to be a YouTuber or, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, trying to mimic somebody else. And if I find a Billy Yang video where you're like, yo, yo, it's Billy Yang, your boy, I'm going no, nuts. I would only do that if I was if I was making fun of it or kind of winking at the camera. Okay, all right, all right. Yeah, please do that on the next one. That'd be great. I know it's because of this conversation if I ever hear you do it. Um, and speaking of Michigan, too, like, so you just did, you just were out with, you know, with Dez when she did the yeah. 50K. I was going to say attempt, but we all, spoiler alert, she did it. Um, did it. What was that like? Uh, you know, one of the best parts of my job is getting front row seats to seeing historic events, whether it's Jim Walmsley <clears throat> crushing a 100-mile race or Des Linden, first time out, 50K. You know, one of the most impressive things about seeing greatness happen right in front of me and from interviewing her and talking to her and hopefully we can get the film out. The, film, the draft is basically we're working with Brooks, mm -hmm. so... <clears throat> Ball's kind of in dark court, and we're going through a whole editing process behind the scenes. But yeah. um, the version, my version of it, is done. Um, so we'll see what they come back with in terms of notes. But anyway, there was the most impressive thing about her was the the quiet confidence that she just oozes, mm -hmm. and it's not because of any ego. It's not because of any like massive self love. She just put in the work yeah 
You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's why she had so much confidence in her ability to do it. If you do something time and time again, and you're hitting the splits, the necessary splits, and you know how it feels, and yeah, it's a new territory. Mm-hmm. She is running five plus miles longer than she ever has. But it was something in that quiet confidence that I was like, okay. Yeah, yeah. All right. So you're not even leaving a little shred of self-doubt of not being able to do it. And it was, it wasn't a cocky, it wasn't a cockiness about it at all. She was just like, no, 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 you don't understand. Like behind the scenes, and you can look on her Strava too. She has a very, when they talk about Des having this blue collar approach to everything, that's mm-hmm. what we're talking about. Yeah. She's putting in the work, she's putting on the hard hat and she's pounding out the miles. She, she's nailing the workouts. Um, you know, it hasn't been a smooth linear road for her as you'll see in the film either. Because she definitely went through some lows herself as an elite level athlete, but that's what makes it all relatable. Yeah. You know, you put in the work, and you know, you do it time and time again. You know what you can, what you're capable of. Yeah, that's and dope. Uh, you know, that's just like the one thing that definitely came through in working with her and, and interviewing her. Yeah, and I think I think that that's why people liked, um, loved it so much when she won Boston, um, because she wasn't like the typical, um, I mean, obviously everybody knew her name. She wasn't, she wasn't a surprise to be there, but it was just like the fact that, especially to win in Boston though, like the blue, you know, like the whole vibe was all blue collar, ready to go and ready to work and work hard. And on the the day, like on the day that somebody like Des Linden would crush it, she does, you know, she steps up and crushes it. Um, so as you as a as an ultra runner though, I mean, because I I've I don't really know the dynamic really well, but I know for sure that like you'll hear things about you know like when Jim Wamsley you know came said I want to I'm gonna qualify I'm gonna try to qualify for the Olympic trials um, or I'm gonna go to the Olympic trials and try to qualify for the team um, and like people were like oh you know trail runners can't do this or like vice versa you know road runners can't do what, what Jim Wamsley does that thing. How did you feel as an as a, someone that's been in the ultra running community for so long? How did you feel about um, obviously you supported it, but was what do you think about someone like Des coming over and testing that? And because it's an ultra run at that point over you know over the marathon distance, did you have any like reservations or like hey, what, I wonder what, what's going to happen here? Do you what did you what thoughts did you have on that? No, I thought she was going to do great, and that was a good first way to introduce yourself. Mm-hmm. And I. I'm I'm of the belief that she should not be in any rush to switch over to the yeah. ultramarathon distance. She still has a lot of legs, man. Yeah. And there's something. The one major difference is, quite frankly, money. And yeah. if you're an athlete and this is your job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're trying to support yourself. Stick with road running. You're. Uh, she just casually threw down. As part of her training, she just casually threw down like a two, I think it was like a 230-something marathon because she was doing a three-by-five-mile workout in Arizona, which I also documented. Jeez. Like she, she has at least a good three years left in the sport. And yeah. if you can hang and run and compete and outkick East Africans, um, you know, women's endurance running and marathon running is at its all-time high right now. You've got the Molly Huddles, uh, you got, uh, um, you know, Emily Sisson, and you got, you have so many women in our sport right now, it's just so amazing. That's what made 
the Olympic trial so amazing. That's yeah. what made, uh, I think it was the year that Des won Boston. Mm -hmm. I mean, that was a stacked field too. And it was just like, that's where the excitement is right now. So I would, not that she would have to listen to me. Yeah, she right. would listen to me. It's just, I would stick to road running for now. And then the ultra marathon will be there. Anytime she wants to come, we would absolutely welcome her with open arms. But, uh, you know, she still has a lot of legs. Yeah, for sure. I, I mean, I definitely thought, I mean, I was I was surprised when she, I mean, I guess I wasn't surprised. Like, I was going to say I was surprised when she announced that she wanted to take that on. But obviously, I'm not surprised because it seems like that's who she is, you know. Um, but I, I would love to see her more at a race like Comrades. Yeah. Do you know about Comrades in, uh, in South Africa? Yep. Is yeah. That... So Comrades is all paved. Yeah. And you have some legit competition there. And that's a 54 to 56 mile race. Yeah, I was going to ask. That you do it. Yep. Um, there's the up year, there's a down year, and it attracts a lot of people. And it is their Super Bowl in South Africa. I ran it one year. It was one of the best racing experiences of my life. Yeah. And uh, I would love to see Des kind of work her way more up to an event like that than necessarily trail and ultra running. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. Because we have less money in that sport, and it's, I, I think it would suit her strength to do something like that versus a Western States, for instance. Right, but, right. Um, hopefully, eventually, I would love to see her at a race like Western States. Yeah, and just to kind of comment on the, you know, on the, the female uh, running world right now, professional running, I was at the, the Olympic trials, and obviously, you know, you were there as well. Yeah. Um, that, you know, seeing 400-plus elite women go flashing by like a train, you know, a train, um, was just amazing, and I and I was you know obviously that was last year, but just in the in the last year I've with this show too I've been able to talk to some of them, and it's been really cool to see you know this, a lot of personalities start to bubble up and yeah. be very brave to be themselves and do their own thing, and partly I think that like people like Des who are you know unapologetically themselves. Yep. Um, are helping you know some of the you know, younger ladies that are coming up here um, to do that same thing and be their own and and all these brands are stepping up with you know technology and shoes that is helping them also compete at whatever levels. I just think that it's a really good place for the running world in general right now. Yeah, but I agree. Yeah, so so basically, I just want to end this off by just saying you know number one, thank you so much for you know being on my show. Uh, number two, thank you for sharing all the stories that you that you do. Um, we we can't wait until you do uh, the Detroit version of this because I'll be I'll be waiting for that. Um, but yeah, please keep sharing. Please keep you know going on your adventures and kind of taking us along the ride for us, or taking us on the window seat with you. Um, yeah. But what could you say? Not like to the film you know world, but what's one you know nugget or piece of advice that you'd like to share with just all of us in the running community in general? Yeah, I, oh, this is going to be somewhat cliche, but it is kind of the theme of everything that we talked about. Nothing happens overnight. Mm -hmm. uh, 248, in your case, marathon, or a 50K world record, in Des's case, or a 100K subscribership on my end. Mm -hmm. Everything was a gradual process. And I started, much like yourself, some of your fears about content creation, who's going to watch this, what if they say something negative, yeah, there's right. always going to be haters. I get negative comments all the time, but you can't, you can't let the naysayers detract you on yeah. your journey. Yeah. 
Um, and, and that's both in life, professionally, in running. Like, I have a lot of sympathy for those people mm-hmm. who whose lives are so less than that they have to cut other people down right. to make them to try to elevate themselves. Mm-hmm. And so that's my approach to everything. It's just like, you know, I will I will never arrive. Like the 100K YouTube plaque, it's a nice thing, and it's a it's a nice uh, I guess recognition of my journey but that's that's nowhere near like i that's just step number one in my journey mm-hmm. and hopefully the 248 marathon will be for you as well just uh, the initial step in hopefully a long illustrious career in in not only endurance running but in youtube creation <laughs> content creation um so yeah i just encourage people to uh, be be in love with the process yeah. you know like because you can't let your end goals or your um, you know, end achievement define you or right, right. feel like you've arrived right. once you reach a certain place in life. Right. And so I think that's the, you know, if you want to zoom out and talk about the macro of just being alive and being above earth, it's all about being a better version of yourself each and every single day yeah. and working towards that. So I would never encourage people to take shortcuts or to let low moments or negative comments get you down man just put your head down no one else can control your life but you mm-hmm. and no one else is going to put in the miles other than you so just put in the work and that in of itself is the rewarding part of either being a content creator being an endurance runner or just being a good human being yeah man well well said dude well said i um you've inspired me in this conversation um i appreciate your time sir thank you everyone watching and please guys if you're listening to this make sure you do something for me is run eat sleep and repeat hey tommy i'm gonna check in on you so let's follow up and if you have any questions whatsoever you know where to hit me up so for sure man thank you thanks for answering thanks for for doing this and thanks for everything that you're doing with your channel as well oh no no problem man thanks so much for being here thanks guys thanks for watching peace out all right yo that was super legit um cut to that was dope i hope that billy and i are at least instagram friends for quite some time to come hopefully i have a chance to meet him out there in the great wide world of nature and trail running um hopefully you enjoyed and hopefully you are as inspired as me as i and you will go to youtube and tighten up your instagram i mean your youtube channel and make some videos and remember that we all just started where we started so um billy was not who he is well he is who he is but he wasn't as famous and popular and probably as good as at editing and shooting videos as he is now as when he was when he started i can't talk now wow anyway he's dope check him out follow him on instagram follow his podcast follow his youtube channel um you will not regret it thanks so much billy for being on the show thank you so much for listening everybody run eat sleep and repeat oh Follow me on Instagram at, at Chip Time Running, and then also mash that subscribe button on this podcast platform. Love you. Thanks.